Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, you are on a team and in the middle of an important project, but are struggling. The team is not collaborating as well as it could be. People are not feeling emotionally connected and the project is suffering, failing even. You are not sure what to do. If this sounds familiar on a team at work or in your organization or even at home, know you are not alone. Know, however, though, that there is something you can do about it. And in today's episode, we explore how can we collaborate more effectively? How can we work better together? Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. It is so great to walk with you today. Feel your feet on the ground. Let go of whatever you were thinking or planning. And just arrive in this moment. As you know, physical sensations only exist in the moment. And so let's feel the sensations that are present. Let's get out of our head. Let's feel our feet on the ground. Let's feel our belly rise and fall. Let's feel our hands and arms as they swing. And again, just arrive in this moment. If you are new to the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises so we can be better in those last 8% situations that we face. We can build skills of emotional intelligence and mindfulness so we can stay when things get hot. So we can tune in and connect to others more effectively. We can create the life we want to live. So just feel your body now as you're moving. Feet contacting the ground. And just move between belly rising and falling and the various parts of your body, feeling the sensation. So belly rise and fall. Feel your seat or your buttocks. Rise and fall, feel your legs. Rise and fall, feel your torso. Rise and fall, feel your hands. Belly rise and fall, feel your head and neck. Rise and fall, feel your eyes. 
And just cycle through that now on your own. Feeling your belly rise and fall and moving through each of those six parts. Your seat, legs, torso, hands, head and neck, eyes. Where is your mind? If, it's a, if it has wandered off, just note that it's wandered off and bring it back to whatever it is that you are paying attention to. Where is your mind? Bringing it back to belly rising and falling. Feel your seat. Feel your legs. Feel your torso. Feel your hands. Feel your head and neck. Feel your eyes. Fantastic. Stand tall now, look around, feel grateful. Grateful to be alive, to have lungs that breathe, a brain that can think, a body that can feel. There is so much to be grateful for. And remember, we build into our day this walking mindfulness because we want to be neuroarchitects of our brain. And so congratulate yourself on getting out and building this muscle of mindfulness, this brain that can help us stay when things get hot in last 8% situations. And now moving to our idea of the day. You might be on a team. Many many teams possibly and you might be in the middle of an important project but the team is struggling not collaborating as well as it could be people are stuck in silos and the project is suffering what is getting in the way of good collaboration well it could be many things for your particular situation but I can tell you from good research we know by and large, it's not a technical problem. There's a great deal of technical expertise on most teams. It's not a problem of a lack of intelligence on the part of team members. Right? Most teams have plenty of smart, sharp people. It is a human problem. People are not speaking their truth and having the conversations required to solve the big issues they are facing. The problem lies in how much courage people can muster to voice their opinion, how they communicate a difference of opinion. We humans are so driven by fear and not really even that aware of it, but we're so driven by fear of being excluded by the group that we are part of. 
that it will drive our behavior. In another episode, I'll dig deeper into this, that fear of being excluded, excommunicated. But the truth is, is that people actively avoid speaking their truth because they fear that it's different from the vast majority of the group at times. And that can hamper a team's effectiveness. And it can happen on very subtle levels that we're not even that aware of. We want to connect. We want to feel part of, not not part of. And so it can drive a lot of our behavior. And there's a lot at stake if we can't get over this. If a team cannot muster the courage to deal with issues head on, the consequences are grave. Right? Without the skills to manage emotions and stay as opposed to run when things get hot, a team will not grow trust because they won't go to that difficult part of a conversation or a decision that actually can bind a team together. They will, this team will work incredibly hard but still fall further behind. They will not have the real conversations required and they'll remain stuck and not know why. Progress will happen far too slowly and the team and organization won't thrive. And over time, what's at stake if this becomes endemic to a team? They'll lose their best and brightest. Fear should not get in the way of achieving great things. That's what we believe at the last 8% project. Fear should not get in the way of achieving great things. So you need a plan. And that's what our work is all about. This podcast, our shorter digital course, our more intensive Last 8% Academy, our instructor-led design courses, all of them are to help you build the skills so you can be and your team can be and your organization can be courageous in the Last 8%. Those tough conversations, difficult decisions, and opportunities to meaningfully connect that many people avoid because emotions get in the way. And we want nothing less than you, your team, your organization to build the courage to be exceptional. But it means we have to take on those times that aren't so comfortable. Mary Tyler Moore said, you can't be brave if you've only had wonderful things happen to you. So when things aren't going wonderfully, that's actually an opportunity to build your courage, to transform yourself, to transform the team, to transform the organization. And all of these start with the foundational skills to manage emotions. Because without managing emotions, we will stay stuck. We will wonder why we're not making progress. Change will happen very slowly and we'll become very frustrated. So first and foremost, the skills to manage our our emotions, that's what it takes. Being able to stay, not run when things get hot in a conversation or in decision-making. And this is something anyone can learn, any team can learn. But here's the point, it will not happen by itself. We are programmed deep down in our brain, in our very cells to do everything in our power to avoid anything that can potentially put us at risk. We are programmed to prioritize survival above all else. 
And so when we face these situations where it feels like we are at risk, we default to safety as opposed to risk taking. But you know, and I know that won't get us where we need to go as a team, as an organization in our lives. So that's the first skill. The second skill after learning to manage our own emotions is about managing the emotional environment around us. That is making people, the people we work with, people on our teams feel heard, making people feel safe to express their opinion. And again, this won't happen on its own. It only happens when we are aware that people won't automatically feel safe to express their opinion. So we need to work at it. Stand tall, look around, feel grateful, feel your belly rise and fall, feel your feet on the ground. We need to work at it. Last episode, we talked about the idea of turning towards and this idea of bids. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. But we can be in a conversation with a team member and they make a bid with us. And we have a choice. We can turn towards or turn away. So what's a bid? Well, bids are the fundamental unit of emotional connection. They are the gestures between two people in a conversation, in a relationship, on a team. They signal the need for interest and attention. Bids can be verbal or nonverbal and can include many things including asking for a voice to be heard or an opinion to be expressed or wanting to talk about a challenge that someone is feeling. And unfortunately, as I talked about last episode, many people make bids to us on a team in an important project and we can, without really knowing it, miss it. And it might be because we're really busy. It might be because we're under pressure and we're more self-referential. It might be because we're not as present as we need to be. We're stuck in our head, worried about our own issues. And so as opposed to turning towards, we turn away and we miss an opportunity to have the discussion that is required in that moment. And turning away in this case means we avoid the conversation on some level. And this is what can get in the way of collaboration. And it's missed by so many. So it requires self-awareness, it requires emotional management, Requires emotional connection. Those are the three pillars of emotional intelligence. So turning towards, on the other hand, means seeing a bid for what it is. Someone is making an attempt to connect with us and get their point of view heard. In these situations, the key is to be present and mindful and aware and responsive to the small interactions, the small signals that are going on. And just know it doesn't mean we need to agree with someone. It does mean we need to be curious and open to a different point of view and ask questions to better understand what is going on on their side of the bridge, as we like to call it their side of the bridge. The great news is that when this happens, it makes the other person feel seen and heard and importantly, significantly more emotionally connected to us. When we turn toward bids, what the bidder hears is, 
I'm interested in you. I hear you. I understand you or would like to understand you. And I'm doing my best to do so. They hear, I'm on your side. They hear, I'd like to help you, whether I can or not. They hear, I accept you, even if I don't accept all your behavior. And this connection starts to form the foundation of true collaboration. Because people feel more trust. And when they do, they take more risks. And a better conversation ensues and better solutions manifest. You know, the irony in all of this is that the more we can build these skills and the more frequent, frequently we can have the more difficult conversations, the consequence is that we feel closer to our teammates. It's so funny, we avoid because we don't want to ruin a relationship, but in fact, it's just the opposite. Why? Because we don't feel like something is not being said. We don't sense that disconnect between what a person is saying and what they mean. And a more authentic relationship evolves because everything is being said, or most things are being said that are important. And so we feel more clear with that person. And I don't know about you, but when I've been on teams like this, and I'm on a team like that right now, I'm so fortunate at IHHP, the Institute for Health and Human Potential, where I work, I'm on a team like that right now. It is a joy to be on a team like this because not only do we make more progress, which is really important for our happiness and so many other factors, but we feel a sense of connection that feels, fulfills a really important need we have as human beings to feel connected to something bigger than ourselves. How wonderful is that? So stand tall, look around, feel grateful. And just taking all of these ideas in, right? You're a last eight percenter. You're an aggressive learner. You believe that mood follows movement. That's why we move. You know, you believe that we need to learn as fast as the world is changing. Hence why we have ideas of the day. We are students of human behavior, starting with ourselves. And we see every difficult situation not as something to avoid, not as something that's happening to us, but something that's happening for us because it's helping us transform ourselves, our team, our organizations, our family. We have the courage to be exceptional. It's in us. We just need to develop it. And that's what we are committed to doing. If you are getting something from this podcast, please share it. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, but make sure you share it. And, you know, if there's someone who's struggling on a team, share this with them. This could be helpful for them. And again, if you want to learn more about your personality type when you face last 8%, go to the show notes. You can take a quiz. And we also have lots of other great courses that you can take. And we'd love for you to be part of our community. So three by three now, three mindful breaths right down to your toes, calming this body. Now, three things that you feel grateful for without working very hard. I'm grateful for my 
awesome senior team at IWHP. I just feel so fortunate to work with this incredible group of people. And finally, three big rocks. What do you want to get done today? What are three goals for the day? Really get it in your mind now. This is where you're going to focus your energy and momentum and care. Fantastic. As we finish, let me read you a C.S. Lewis quote, a fantastic quote, one of my favorites. As you can tell, I have a lot of favorite quotes. Courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing point, which means at the point of highest reality. Let me say that again. Courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing point, which means at the point of highest reality. Have a wonderful day.